What's going on, everybody? I'm so excited that you're here for episode number 31 of the Simple Power Podcast. This week, I sat down for an interview with Alex Seidler, who's the Global Ministries Director for Elam Fellowship, and he brought a ton of value. We talked about revelation and how revelation knowledge flows from an intimate relationship with Jesus. So stay tuned. Episode 31 starts right now. Hey everybody, I'm Duke LaMastra and this is the Simple Power Podcast where we think practically about the presence and the power of God. Just want to say thank you so much for being here today. It really means a lot to me and it's just such a privilege and honor to be able to share with you in this context every single week. I'm really excited for this week's interview with a, a good, good friend of mine, Alex Seidler. We're going to be jumping into some stuff about revelation, receiving revelation from God consistently, and even some roadblocks to experiencing consistent revelation and just getting to know Jesus more and having that flow of revelation in our lives. If you get anything out of this, if it ministers to you and adds value to your life, consider subscribing and maybe even share it with one or two people that you think could benefit from it as well. So, Alex Seidler is in the house well, not really. We're uh, we're live via satellite right now, but uh, really, really excited to connect with Alex. Alex is the global ministries director at Elam Fellowship, and uh, he was also a, a missionary for twelve years of his life in East Asia. Very, very integral in a ministry by the name of Campus Target, baby. Campus Target. There we go. Campus That's why Target. I'm here for you, Duke. I'm here for you. I know, man, you're filling in all the gaps for me already. We haven't even started yet. This is why I need people in my life like you, man. But Alex is, uh, he's such an awesome guy, a good friend. We go all the way back to Bible school days, so probably 15, 16 years, yikes, something like that. Wow. And uh, anyway, he's bringing a lot of value to the body of Christ in the area of raising up missionaries, raising up leaders, and helping them just to be released into their assignment and their destiny and all that kind of stuff. It's just so awesome. He's adding a lot of joy and and value to the body of Christ. Also, Jersey boy. What's up? And... uh, New York Giants fan, so we're pretty we're borderline soulmates. Straight up, baby. North Jersey representing, man. It doesn't get any deeper than that. So Come on. Alex, thanks so much for being here, brother. Appreciate you. Duke, it is phenomenal. Can I just say Duke and Denise Lamastra, real deal leaders, okay, people? If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast and you're waiting for your sign, now this is your sign, okay? Duke and Denise have been missionaries, <laughs> they're pastors and leaders. They travel apostolically. They carry their prophetic. And so, bro, this podcast, man, just kudos to you. Here's the deal, bro. A lot of people talk about doing something awesome and want to get content out there and want to bless and multiply. Yeah. You're doing it. So, bro, already by, by you even asking me, hey, could you record and you know be on this podcast? Bro, you're already in the top 2% of the world, man. There's so much talk going on right now in missions, obviously with COVID-19, a lot of ideas that are brainstorming. You're actually doing it. Jesus said, let your yes be yes or your no be no. He doesn't like a lot of talk yeah. and not a lot of walk. So you guys, man, I honor you guys, the, the, the Mastras and the entire uh, global family that's out there and your church. I just believe that legacy and everything that you guys are doing, I'm believing that God is going to multiply it and continue to see it spread, man. So it is 
like my honor to be with you today. Well, man, thank you so much. That means the world to me, man. And again, I'm so, so grateful for you being here. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, bro, why don't we, why don't we jump into this? We're talking about, uh, we're talking about, you and I had some conversations going. We were talking about revelation and yeah. uh, just the, the importance of receiving revelation from God. And there's some things that I know you're just dying to, to share about. So can we just, can we just start here and then we'll take this in whatever direction, but yeah. Just first of all, just in case anybody's wondering, like, what exactly is revelation and why is it so important? That is such a great question. To me, it's like revelation is a gift and revelation is a fruit. Like to me, when I think of revelation coming from God, you have to understand it's a gift from God. It's almost like grace. When you try to understand grace in your own strength, you're actually doing yeah. counterintuitive things to understand the free gift from God. So when I think of revelation, when I think of God, like I'm reading the Bible or I'm listening to some great worship music and God drops something in my heart, you have to understand that that is a gift. That is something that God is like saying, this is, here's my thinking. Let me take a little grain of sand from the (laughs) beaches upon beaches of my thoughts that are higher than yours. And let me drop a little speck of sand into your brain. So you have to, that's a gift. You can't, so the more you try to receive revelation, like, listen, I love prayer movements I'm a part of a lot of prayer movements, but hyper-spirituality, trying to press in to get something from God, often leads you to a place of frustration. So you have to understand, first of all, Mm. revelation is a gift from God. It's like, it's almost like you come into alignment with his river. Like you come into a light, like Mm. our our Bible says in Psalms, like there is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. There is a heavenly current of incredible revelation, incredible kingdom kernels, incredible things about the Bible and the spirit and how much he loves you and how to communicate. That is all a gift. The other thing is, it's a fruit, bro. And it's a fruit because when I do my diligence of reading my word, when I do the diligence of soaking and sitting in his presence and I feel like nothing's being accomplished, when I am faithful with what what he's asked me to do, poop, all of a sudden a little fruit pops up and also in Revelation. So, bro, the greatest yeah. sermons I've ever written, the greatest moments I've ever had spiritually, the great, I'm a worship leader, you know this, bro, I haven't led worship in a long time, the greatest worship sets I've ever led have actually been in the secret place. Yeah. So I don't chase God so I can talk to people, I chase God so I can talk to God. Wow. I, I pursue Him because I know He's asked me to be faithful and diligent with, with what he's given me, stewarding intimacy with God, stewarding reading the word, stewarding community with others. And then as I do that, the fruit of that faithfulness, man, revelation pops up. So wow. to me, bro, overall revelation are, is, are, is a gift from God to us as far as being the scriptures being revealed, his thoughts towards us, being overwhelmed by his presence, just having him saturate us. That's mm-hmm. a gift from him that we can't earn. But I'm telling you, it's also a fruit that as we sow in faithfulness, that thing will sprout up. Let me take an offering real quick. I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, please. You deserve it after that. Yeah, man. I'm coming to my own own altar call today, baby boy. Trust me. <laughs> Dude, I'm right there with you because I know, no, for real, because it's it's so easy as ministers to get caught up in the world of, well, I got to prepare a sermon Straight or up. I have to do this class or I have to do whatever. Yeah. And to get get caught up in that, that world of, well, I'm, I'm seeking a word for something. I'm seeking a word wow. for somebody or whatever. And it can be, it can be so deceptive because yeah. we think that we're 
at a, a level or something that we're really not at because we're lacking in the area of personal devotion and commitment to God. Yes. And one, one of the verses that I always go back to, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13, it says, uh, rest your hope, the second half of that verse, rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So in other words, the last part of that verse, grace is brought to us at the revelation of Jesus Christ, as Jesus is revealed to us, grace is revealed, grace is released in our lives. And grace is, is what we need Come on. for everything. Now, we all have grace. You know, we, we live by grace. This world is held together by the grace of God. Yes. But we go to, to greater levels in the grace and the favor of God yes. as we get to know him. And we can't do that unless we get to know him. He is, Jesus Ooh. is everything in that relationship with him this this walk with him devotion intimacy with him it is the foundation that everything else flows out of That's and if it, we man. get that backwards we, it leads to burnout it leads to all kinds of like you said frustration all kinds of yeah mess. man bro speaking of frustration one of my favorite scriptures about this idea is from luke 10 38 through 42 this is a story of mary and martha yes and the words that our bible uses i'm a new king james man you know what i'm saying i try to keep it real that i know that's what jesus read <laughs> he read the new king james so it's like but i'm telling you the words they use man are like unbelievable because if you study those words in the greek it's like overwhelming so th- what they say is that is that mary it says mary was sitting at the feet of jesus but check it says martha in verse 40 Martha was distracted yes. with much serving. Mm-hmm. And that word serving is the same word that we use now for ministry. Wow. So if we were reading this again, it would say distracted with much ministry. But that word distracted doesn't mean like you guys, you know, you know like in the uh, cartoons, like there's it, like squirrel and like the other you know, dog will look like <laughs> yeah. really quick. Like it doesn't mean distracted like, wow, there's a lot of things going on. I can't focus. What distracted means is is actually the literal translation in the Greek means to be drug all around by something. Gotcha. So imagine like like you imagine your three year old uh, uh, child Duke. They don't want to go to bed, so you grab them by the arm and you're dragging them through the living room. You're like you're gonna go to bed, son. Trust me. Yeah. Like that's that's actually what that word mean, distracted means. Wow. So now let me frame up what I, what I talk to ministers all around the world. I talk to young leaders, old leaders, the boomers, and the Gen Z. I, I connect with a lot of people. Let me read this verse in verse forty and how it what it actually means. But Martha was being dragged around with much ministry. Wow. Dude. That that to me that to me is the ultimate place that leads to frustration. And bro, just looking a little bit further, then all of a sudden Martha asked these loaded questions. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Now she yells at Jesus. Therefore, yep. you tell her to help me. So bro, the, the, when you get things backwards, when you pursue ministry and you pursue revelation instead of the person of Jesus Christ... When you, yeah. when you mix this up, you have to understand her frustrations were at the people around her, her closest earthly relationship, her sister Mary, that was all messed up. But you have to understand, this is the, and this is important for us as ministers, you have to understand also that then her relationship with Jesus was messed up. She was frustrated with the person she was living with and the person that she actually welcomed into her house to come and reside. So dude, when, yeah. when you mix up the order... When you think ministry is about pursuing ministry and you ask God to bless it rather than I pursue Jesus and he comes wow. and blesses my, like, it's like I pursue him and my ministry is blessed. When you mix that up, dude, 
you start to realize frustration. So anybody listening right now to this podcast, if you're feeling frustrated with life, if you're feeling frustrated with your wife, if you're feeling frustrated with your husband, if you're really frustrated right now, your leaders, crickets. If you're frustrated at your church, <laughs> if you're, listen, I'm telling you, what you need to do is you need to stop, like honestly, pause the podcast right now and I implore yes. you, Duke and myself implore you to fall onto your knees, lift up your hands, cry out That's to God good. and say, Lord, can you first check my heart? I'm asking you to check all these other people's heart. Like, Lord, change their heart. Like, wreck them for you. Why don't you, Mark Batterson says, draw a circle around yourself in your living room and ask God, stand in that circle, then ask God to send revival to that circle before your your neighborhood. <laughs> wow. That's what I'm asking wow. God to do right now that listen to this podcast. Pause it and have a, have a Selah moment with God and say, okay, God, I'm going to check myself first. I'm going to look inside first. And then I want you to come and send, change me. Uh, maybe I've been mixing this thing up. So that's my thoughts on that, man. Mary and Martha, read that scripture, dive into that. But you got to start with yourself, man. Bro, that's so cool. I, I love the way when Jesus actually responds to Martha there. Oh, yeah. Uh, because the, the text says, and I think, what did you say? R- right on verse 38 or so? Yep. The text says that Martha was distracted, right? With much, like you said, being drugged around the house. It's cool because when Jesus responds... He responds, and I think he gets to the root of what her distraction was all about. Because yes. he says, Martha, you're worried about many things. Yes. Right? So many times we can be distracted and whatever. And I think that for Martha, whatever it was, maybe that worry, it was based on her people pleasing or her, you know, whatever yeah. it was that was actually the cause of that. We can just allow other things to get in the way yeah, and man. and martha there in that story she's like trying to throw mary under the bus right like yes. don't you see that i'm doing all this work <laughs> and mary's not helping me out basically like trying to puff herself up and build herself up make her look good to jesus yes but then how does jesus respond to her martha you're you know worried you're distracted with many things but mary she's what she's she's chosen, chosen that better yes. part and then he says, nothing will be able, or or that will never be taken away that from her. That will never be taken away. Yeah, it will man. never be taken away from her. Yeah, I struggled through that a little bit, but you got <laughs> No, it's so <laughs> good, bro. Point. Yeah. And what was Mary doing? Mary was focused the whole time That's on it. Jesus, sitting at his feet, ministering to him, listening to him. Yeah. And so if you contrast these two worlds of, I'm I'm here to serve first, and that's number one, or minister or do things or whatever, produce... Or my number one thing is you. Jesus is really clear that yeah. that's the better that's the better way to do it. Amen. You know? Yeah. And man. a lot of people think that sometimes you can't be productive. Like you can't be productive if you're focused on Jesus. Oh, bro. You know, you've heard it said like we need Marys and we need Marthas, right? Have you you've, you've heard that? People oh, say yeah. we need yeah. Marthas because if if we only had Marys, then we'd never get anything done. Yeah, actually, you'd get a lot more done. Straight because up. Because Mary, it's not that she never does anything with her life. It's just that her focus, this, the foundation, the center of everything is him. Bro, it's a, you, you know Paul Johansson. He's a father to us. He was the president of EBI when we were in yeah. school together, Bible school. He says the reason why young people really struggle with waiting on God and pursuing him in the way that we're talking about intimacy is because... It involves the absence of activity, and there's something mm. there's something with that quote that's like it, it it speaks to me. I am a Martha naturally. I'm a let's do this thing, let's get it done. 
Oh yeah, and along the way, let's ask let's ask Jesus to come and bless what we're doing, and go, hey Jesus, look what I'm yeah. doing. I want, like I'm naturally built that way, but man, when he said that years ago, it, it 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 did it changed it reoriented my entire perspective of what it is of like okay, revelation is a byproduct of intimacy and pursuing Jesus. Like yes. it's not it's not a byproduct of ministry because I'm doing ministry therefore revelation will follow. It's like no, because I'm pursuing Christ and because I'm pursuing intimacy and because I'm pursuing that in my life, now revelation will flow, now my ministry will be enhanced. So dude, what I found is that the greatest threat to intimacy with God is actually ministry. When you have when I see young ministers burn out in 2 to 3 years, and you know, bro, you've been in the game for over a decade. You understand. Like, it's like, I know that yeah. we're young leaders, but when you've been in ministry for over 10 years and you're still in your early 30s, that means you you hung around through all the chaos and nonsense and turmoil that ministry causes. Sure. But also what I know is, bro, when I see someone who lasts longer than two, three, four years, it means that they figure it out. I'm not in this thing to do ministry alone. And then I'm seeking God to help that. I'm in this thing to pursue Jesus with everything I have to make disciples, to wow. obey him. And then actually ministry will chase that ministry chases you when you chase Jesus, not the other way. So to wow. me, that's, to me, that's been a major moment when uh, brother Paul Johansson shared that it was a convicting moment of the Holy spirit, not condemnation convicting, which is beautiful. We want the conviction of the Holy spirit, but it also made me really reevaluate my life. I had to look at the big rocks on my life and say, okay, Let's do a, let's do a, let's do a little let's do a little check in, Alex. Let's do a little tune up. Yeah. Let's bring the car to the shop. And what? Sure. Why, how am I motivated? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I doing it for my name? Am I doing it for this? Am I am I asking God to bless my thing, or am I am I blessing Him? Am I blessing His name? And my stuff is blessed because of that. So when we when we switch that up, when we think that we're going to get revelation from God because we're doing a thing. That becomes very, very scary. Let, let's pursue intimacy with Jesus. Wow. Let's spend time in the Word. But Alex, I don't understand the Old Testament. Welcome to the party, folks. Dive in. <laughs> there, bro, let me say this. There is no such thing as wasting time reading the Bible. Sometimes wow. I'll be in the Old Testament and I'll just be kind of like going, like going through the motions, if you will. Like, okay, I'm reading mm. stuff and it's Leviticus and it's confusing. Listen, you can't waste it. It will never return void. Every time you get in God's presence and you play some worship music and you're like, wow, I don't feel, I don't feel the, 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 the bubblies. I don't feel the, the happies. I don't feel the angels lifting me up. Listen, regardless yes. of what uh -huh. you feel, regardless of what you think is happening, God is moving. There's never a wasted moment. There's never a wasted reading session. There's never a wasted prayer session. It all so adds good. up. He is worthy. He is good. And revelation is coming. That's the fruit aspect. I invest in my relationship with Jesus because one, that's what I live for. But number two, I know that it's yeah. going to produce good fruit in my life. That's awesome. I, I heard somebody say once that, well, you know, I don't remember what I ate for breakfast last Tuesday, yeah. but it still nourished me, right? Like it was, it was still good for me. And so, yeah, so many times we, we read the Bible and, you know, we might not see something right away. We might not see the fruit like you're talking about immediately, but it doesn't mean that it's not building you up. It's not nourishing you. I use this example in Psalm 1. There's this verse. I think it's verse 3. It says that when you meditate in the word of God day and night, you'll be like a tree oh, yeah. planted by the rivers of water. 
And then the next phrase is that brings forth its fruit in its season. In its season. Come on. And what I realized is that the fruit aspect of, of our lives and ministries and relationship with God and whatever, you might not see fruit every single moment of every single day. There might be a seasonal quality to the fruit, but the thing is that the growth never stops. Come on. There's always, you're, you're being, you're, you're growing. Like in the season where, you're, where you don't see visible fruit, there's something going on on the, on the inside of you producing greater maturity Come so on. that the fruit that comes out is going to be bigger and better and stronger and it's going to remain and all that Bro. kind of stuff. And so there's so much stuff that he's doing in our character and different things that it's a process of time. Yes. But as we're putting ourselves, I think that we've got to position ourselves to receive revelation. Because it's not the kind of thing like it can happen where God just suddenly gives you a thought or you oh, see yeah, something yeah. and you're like, whoa. And all of a sudden God captures your heart. But as far as consistency yeah, of man. revelation and growing and getting to know him better, there's an intentionality to it. Bro, it's so good. Yeah. Like I think some like John Acuff, a thought leader, author, hilarious writer. He's like one of my heroes. John Acuff says, stop comparing your beginning to someone else's middle, meaning when I look at Todd White, <laughs> yeah. when I look at yeah. Duke LaMastra, when I look at uh, uh, Brian Regan as a comedian, when I look at uh, you know Judas Smith, when I like when I look at people that are beyond me and above me, I sometimes try to like I want that I want to imitate that. So I, I need to if you spend more time on Google than the Word, you know you have a problem. Wow. So the reason why wow. Judas Smith is 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 dropping nuggets, and the reason why. Uh, Eric Johnson from Bethel and and uh, you know yes. all these thought leaders that are kind of doing stuff. They're they're not like trying hard to produce something for Twitter. They're spending time in the book that matters. Mm. And what happens is that naturally sprouts up. So instead of being discouraged, like oh man, Brian Houston has churches all over the world and Hillsong's killing it, and he said what I was going to say. Yeah. Like instead of beating yourself up, I have to realize Brian Houston. They call him the Big Eagle. In the, in the Hillsong Network. What, if I'm trying to uh-huh. compare what I'm doing at 34 years old to what the Big Eagle is doing, forget, like, that, it's, it's foolish. What I should do is say, yes. hey, that dude produces content and revelation and sermons that match the moment of where Hillsong is and the globe is. I know the source of that. And it's not Google. It's not reading another book. It's, it comes from the true and living God. And so what what wow. we need to do is not to be discouraged of other people and how does my pastor come with his sermons every Sunday? I want to do that. Okay. That if you ask that question and you throw a pity party, that's going to leave you down a path of working in your own strength to produce something. And bro, let me tell you, when you produce something in your own strength, it smells like the opposite of the of the fruit of the spirit. Like instead of <laughs> instead of joy, it's sadness. Instead of peace, it's anxiety. Yes. Instead of, like wow. When wow. you produce in wow. your own strength, you're just producing a really ugly tree that is you're going to have to eat that now. So why don't we be inspired from those that are above us and beyond us? Whoa, when they share a word or when they preach or they whatever, when they lead worship, get inspired, get hungry, don't covet. But then how you get to that level is you dive in deeper. A lot of people yeah. will want to go wide. I'm calling you right now to go deep and trust God oh, so with good. the width. Trust God with your with your impact growing. What you do is you dig down deep. Because what God wants to do is build upon a firm foundation. God wants to build upon a mm. foundation that's going to go deep in him because that's what he can trust. God, bro, God can always trust a Dude, foundation that yeah. he builds. I'm about to take it off yes. again. God, 
if God is digging down deep with you, he's going to say, I want to build that wide now. When you try to, I've seen a lot of people, bro, two, three years in, they have a little something to offer. They try to go wide with it, bro. That's that, you know, that's, yes. a, that's a mile wide and inch deep. So let me challenge to our listeners, man. You're on this podcast. Subscribe right now. It's your second sign. You need to subscribe. But two, <laughs> two, have some time with the Lord after this podcast and really ask yourself, okay, God, am I trying to build something for me? Am I trying to solve what is a spiritual, like a spiritual means, a spiritual ends? Am I trying to do a natural means to get a spiritual ends? I want to be in sync with your spirit. Help me to go deeper. Wow. Wow. You can send all money, PayPal, Duke LaMostra at (laughs) Duke.com. Just send it. Let's do it. (laughs) <laughs> did you just say paypal at duke.com i don't know why so, pa- so pay- we gotta PayPal financially subscribes support this to man me. Pa- <laughs> paypal subscribes to me that's how big i am folks yeah <laughs> paypal's like how do we get this guy on our team no but bro this is i'm telling you man here's the deal if what we're talking about now it, it is the basis of everything in ministry because you there's church models and there's ministry models where non-believers could actually lead the whole thing if someone writes the sermon, Whoa. someone does the announcements, Dude. non-believers could come up and say, hey, welcome. Like, just look at e-entertainment. Watch something secular and watch them do hosting. We could write everything down. We could get the music in there. We could get Coldplay up there. and do music. Like, we could do, we could produce something that has spiritual yeah. context without the depth. So I want to encourage, like, man, this, this is wow. foundational. Like you want to stand apart in your tribe, in your neighborhood, in your church, in your area, in your city, in your country, in your continent, you go down deep. You say, God, bury me, mm. bury me enough in you so I can die a good death. So that way I know as I start to produce fruit, that's fruit that's going to remain. Why? John 15. Because it, I'm allowing the, the true vine dresser to come and prune off things that are going to limit growth. And I'm going to invest in you. I'm going to sow into you first. And then you're going to bring about so the growth. So, dude, honestly, this is almost like if there's one message that I could talk to every single young leader on the planet, this would be it, dude. It's not about like, here's how to go your church to a thousand. Here's how, That's all with. That's all going wide. That stuff. And I wow. don't care if you use a church model to get to a thousand. If there's no depth, that thing's done in a year. And I'm sure, bro, I'm sure you've seen this happen, dude. And with people that are in your ministry, in your church, people that have ideas, if they want to go wide fast without any depth, it's going to be a catastrophe. Sure. And uh, so yeah. this is, bro, this is a, I'm, I'm honored to be on this podcast because I think this is, this is one message that needs to get, get out to every single person, man. No, nah, man, for real. I, I, I appreciate it so much. I'm super humbled uh, just to, to hear your words and your thoughts and your encouragement and everything else. I mean, you, you're somebody that I really look up to and, and I, I really, truly, you know, appreciate you being here. Bro. Um, yeah, bro, that's that's everything, man. It's everything. It's you. The statement that you made, God can always trust the foundation that He builds. Or how did you say that? I don't even know, man. I think I said like <laughs> it just God, came God, God will always build upon the foundation that He lays. That something. Okay, like that. yeah, that's right. Yeah. I've never said yeah, that before, yeah. so that's why I want to take an offering. No, it's so good, man. It's so good. I'll I'll send you an offering because yeah, Duke Lamontra PayPal we, dot PayPal dot Duke dot com. <laughs> Just send it right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's the official. Anyway, so. If I'm building, like you said, like I'm just trying to, I'm trying to build wide. I'm trying to go wide, and yep. I don't have that depth. I don't have that foundation yeah, in God, in intimacy with Him. Then what happens is 
I'm I might be building things and like you said there's all kinds of models I can look at to build something but on a foundational level if I'm just building based on what what I'm seeing and what I'm desiring and that kind of stuff then I'm building something that then I'm going to have to work extra hard to try to maintain so good because the roots are not there right Ooh. and so if I build upon the foundation of Jesus Christ and allow him to bring the increase, like that fruit you were talking about. I allow that to happen through a process of natural growth, through knowing him. Yeah. Then what happens is I, I actually position myself for greater revelation. I position myself yes. to hear his voice. I position myself to know when, so that so I become sensitized and it's God says, okay, now go here, now do this. It's not that what you're talking about is not we're so locked in with Jesus that we never get anything done. Come on. It's that in that season of production, it's so advanced that you can get so much more done quicker and it's the right kind of growth that's going to last and going to remain. And that, like you said, that's why I love it so much that since he's building on it because it's his foundation, it's again, it's something that he's in charge of. He's responsible for And I don't have to fight to try to keep things like I would if I was just doing it all in my own authority. Come on, man. Jesus, you're my firm foundation. I'm about to sing. I'm going to the website right now. Bro, I was, you can, I was you can hear my typing. A little bit. Bro, I'm going right to Duke LaMastra, paypal.paypal.duke.com, man. I'm like giving all my money. I just got my check, man, from the government. It's yeah. all going you to got you. That, you got that stimulus, I'm, bro. <laughs> I'm holding back nothing from you, man. No, bro, honestly, I mean, maybe so we could good. do this on another podcast. My final thoughts here, dude, are really what we're talking about. Man, we're talking about pursuing Christ, not ministry. The yes. outcome of pursuing ministry is frustration. The outcome of pursuing Christ is revelation. And yeah. then that helps you build the foundation and you go deeper. God will bring the width. Because some you want revelation because you want to share it. You want to like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like if you try to do that, to, that means you're trying to build the width. You go down deep. God will build the width. But bro, we don't have time to do it right now. But we could do it another time. Talk about multiplication. Because then the Please. fruit that actually starts happening is what Jesus says about the, what happens with the good soil. 30, 60, 100 fold multiplied. So when all the, the yeah. garbage of politics and self-promotion and I want to do this and this is my... When all that garbage is removed, those are the rocks, the thorny soil, the wayside. When all yes. that's gone, dude, it's what's left is good soil. Now the thing starts to multiply out of control. So what, if, you, if you're trying to grow something and it'll only grow to the, the, the your reach, so my wingspan is six feet, that means what I grow can uh-huh. only go six feet. Bro, when you start going yeah. down deep, it's going to multiply beyond anything you could ever control. And that's good because so then good. that means the Holy Spirit has to be in control. That means that you have to trust the great helper that Jesus Christ sent us to be with us 24-7, 365 to help lead and navigate. So, dude, we could do a part two of this sometime, man, but... If you invite me back, if your viewers and listeners really want me back, I'll do it, man. I'll talk to my agent. I'll bro, see if I can free up some time. Bro, I want you back anytime, <laughs> man. Anytime, any place. That's and, it, bro. Jersey yeah. Boys forever, man. But this has been awesome, dude. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited. I think, I honestly, man, someone listening to this, I think this is even tap, tapping into some prophetic things that as we were describing mm-hmm. what people could feel, I really do feel like there's going to be people listening that do are a little frustrated. They do want to see their ministry grow. But this has yeah. really helped them understand the priorities of what to pursue first, man. So 
It's yes. I feel like this has been a really good time. Appreciate it, man. Let, last thing, let me just say what what Alex uh, and I have been talking about. It doesn't only apply to you if you're in in ministry, because even if you even if you work, you know, you have a a job or a business or whatever. You're a minister. You're one who Jesus is your first ministry. Yeah. And then whatever you're called to do in life, whatever that assignment he's given you, again, if it's to be a stay-at-home mom, if it's to own a business, to run a business, to be an employee in a company or whatever it is, whatever the context of it is, he's given you a place of influence within that. And he wants to increase and expand that as well. And so whatever whatever it is, whatever you're building, whatever you're you're going about in life, if you make him your foundation, you make him your why, your number one why for yeah. everything that you do, and your number one yes is to just say yes to Jesus and to have him and to let intimacy and devotion really be the focal point of your life and the thing that fuels the rest of your life then whatever that thing is that you're building, that you're pursuing, that assignment that God has given you, whatever the context of it is, he's going to bring that increase. He's going to increase the the grace and the favor on your life because everything that God does, it's always increasing. He's always desiring to increase us, to bring us to the next level. It's just who he is. You can't miss it if you're putting him first. So, so good. All right, Alex. I love you, brother. Thanks love again. You, Go Giants. Come on. And, it's uh, our year, bro. It's going to be a shortened year. We're going to do it, though. <laughs> yeah, we are. Bless well, you, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. Really appreciate you being here. Again, if you haven't subscribed already, Alex gave you enough reasons. I don't know what you're waiting for, but go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And also share this with that one person that came to your mind that you think would be able to benefit from this as well. And I really, really appreciate you guys. Thanks again, Alex. I love you, brother. And uh, y'all have an awesome week.